Today on the Go for Bronze podcast, God of War is leaking. God of War is leaking. Playing video games has proven to benefit the old brain. If you don't want your car stolen, you should close the door. Definitely close the door. You have stolen my dreams. And your car. Joelle teleports back to the 1970s, 60s, or 50s. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Go For Bronze. Here are the guys. Yo. Hello, hello, hello. How's everybody doing? Um, as you guys can sense, we got Joe back in the building. So the boys are all back together. The gang is back together. Right. I'm Joel. And we, it's so good to be back. And we got my boy, Mark Ace Acevedo. So I see here, as uh, Joe has told us, that you're teleporting back to the 1970s. Ace. Can you give us a little insight onto what that means? So I'm going back to the 70s because uh, I have a halloween party this um this saturday coming up and the theme was this is the first time i've actually been to a theme party too because i was never cool in any part of my life so this is the first time well no your party was also themed it was just (laughs) random costumes but mine was forgettable mine wasn't cool either (laughs) no yours was cool but i don't remember that being a theme i just remember it being like costumes but um, but this one is a specific like themed costume party where it's, they're trying to be in the seventies. So I uh, purchased a Goodwill shirt that I consider to be seventies. We'll find out when I post pictures if it is seventies or not. And I got a nice little peace chain and I got purple pants. I'm going for like a monochromatic kind of like cool seventies funk. And it sounds like you just raided Mitch's closet. I did raid Mitch's closet. The problem was that the shirts just didn't fit me, but that's fine because I'm getting bigger, as you guys saw earlier when I flashed you, to fit into the closet because I'm dedicated to my craft. Well, when you get your outfit in full, we're going to need a side-by-side with your Old Faithful Back to the Future costume. Just so that the... Well, we know which one's going to be better. We don't know yet. Just so that the audience can, you know, put their two cents in and say what they think. That's true. Joe, can you give me the backstory on that? Is He has a classic costume that's a go go to you have back to the future costume is that what i'm hearing yeah i've dressed up as marty mcfly for three straight halloweens right three straight halloweens and i think i busted it out for a, a party event didn't i oh no you guys made fun of me to not wear it at this party well this summer you, for your birthday you've had it at consistent halloweens and then it's also made an appearance like on the side unrelated to halloween and we're just—it's just a beautiful costume. We're just giving you shit for it, you know. But you're being a trooper. You're being a soldier. Right. You're handling it well. Well, I can I mean, you can hate as much as you want, but when we do post it, I mean, the audience is going to see that my costume, my Marty McFly costume, is spot on. Like, are you honest? If you want to be honest, I look better than Michael J. Fox. I said it. Especially now. <laughs> oh my gosh okay joe wasn't here last week i said yeah things are a little shaky for him. i said that i was gonna be uh jason <laughs> this year joe do you, are you dressing up as anything <laughs> are you dressing up as employed uh you know what i think i'm just gonna dress yeah i'm gonna dress up as a dad this year i'm gonna wear some <laughs> new balance shoes khakis a polo it should be pretty convincing it should be pretty convincing yeah, so everybody's got their costume fits. Are you going to go trick-or-treating with your kids? Do you do that? Well, I don't send her alone. <laughs> well, yeah, I, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, is that like a tradition? I don't 
I don't remember you mentioning doing trick or treating with your daughter before. Yeah, um, yeah. So it is. We do have a bit of a thing. We uh, head over to we head over to the in laws' place. They have a neighborhood that's really conducive to it. All the all the neighbors like know each other, and they put out like tables by the driveway, and it's a lot of fun. There are people who dress up in costumes. They have like big Halloween parties. It's actually really cool. It's over Winter Garden. Oh, that's nice. Good shit. See, si, esta bueno. Esta bueno. bueno. I think uh, for for me, I will. The activities are a Saturday Halloween party, unrelated to Joel's. He's going to a separate one, and then I think probably I don't know if you want to re rock your your seventies costume, or I don't know if Joe wants to wear his Joe costume. But one of these days before Halloween or on Halloween, I kind of want to go to the arcade. Because they're also doing like costume contests for cash, and I'm like, if we already have costumes, might as well. Okay, that'd be cool. That makes me want to get a better costume than the dad one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have time until next Monday. Beautiful. All right, let's get into what we're playing here. I think it probably makes the most sense for us to... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I'm completely skipping mm. my liner here of if you don't want your car stolen, close the door. That's what I was about to say. I was like, what happened when you and your car get stolen? My car didn't get stolen, but let me circle back on that. A car got stolen in the neighborhood earlier today when I was going out to get lunch and I came back. There are people talking to the police, you know, saying like what was stolen in their car. I don't think the car, I don't know which car was stolen or the method of which it was stolen, but two weeks ago, there was a car in our neighborhood where the door was open, not like unlocked, but like the whole door was open for like the entire day. What the fuck? So I didn't see that car here. So all I'm saying, if it was that car, I mean, it makes sense. Was it a nice car? What car was it? Uh, It was like a black Hyundai SUV, but not like a nice one. Oh my gosh. Come on. That's not the worst. That's not even worth stealing. If it was that fucking sick ass BMW you saw in your park in your uh, lot the other day, I would have been like, eh. Nah, it wasn't. Makes sense. You keep on fucking flying that shit. I'm going to steal it. There was (laughs) one other Range Rover that was actually pretty nice in here that I didn't see today. So I guess it's possible it was that. But you know, when you see people talking to the police, my first thought is to walk and be like, hey, you know, which car was it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, but it was uh yeah so if you don't want your car stolen close your door that's kind of wild i guess they're just like fucking hot wired wait you said it was a kia right and it was a hyundai i think well a i don't hyundai. Well, i, I don't hyundai know and kia are the same shit well i don't know what car it is first of all right because we don't one i don't know what car it is number two if i knew and they didn't even know then i feel like that's on prime suspect number one right i feel like yeah you're just trying to hold out that you didn't steal the car and it's fine that you did but um, the thing is that if it was a Hyundai or Kia, those have been recently being been stolen a lot more frequently. Because I don't know if you've heard about the Kia boys on like TikTok and no, shit. No, I haven't. But apparently, you can steal like a Hyundai or a Kia with just like an iPhone cable. That's crazy. So you're saying you and did they've it? been showing like tutorials? I didn't do it. I'm <laughs> you're not part of the Kia you know boys. Do it, so I don't know what's going I'm on. I'm a here. Bronco boy. I'm not a Kia yeah, boy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, both Still- of us, I think, are above that that level. Joe is too. Yeah. Above Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm above Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Well, not the game. Oh, you're not, not gonna... but. That's right. Not the game. Just in real life. I, I don't know. But then the thing is, it sounds like they're a TikTok gang, as you say. And uh, 
That means it's easy to do it. That means that they're minutes. posting it, and they're also letting the Chinese know that they steal cars too. Yeah, basically just letting everybody know. TikTok is Chinese spyware. This is your PSA brought to you by the security suite <laughs> of Go for Bronze podcast. When you say follow Go for Bronze on TikTok, when you when you guys say TikTok gang, it makes me think of like what they're symbols would look like or how they would show that they're in the gang you know how like gangs like they'll have inks that match i'm thinking of them having like oh, okay, a fucking okay. qr code that's like a matching qr code because they're what's a part the of the gang? same what's the gang name for that it, that's not colors colors is the clothes for what okay so um if well, you're wearing a red shirt right that's your colors right yeah like do they have do they have a name for the the gang affiliation tattoo I'm sure there's a name like for a it. I don't think so. I'm sure there's a name for I'm it, but yeah, we're gang. not part of a gang. So we're just part of yeah. Go for Bronze, well, and we have a beautiful which insignia. Which is just kind of a gang. We set the bar. We're low. trying to grow our gang. Yeah. We're trying to initiate you to join exactly. the gang. Exactly. We're trying to get. Uh, you got to have a tattoo, and you got to post the tattoo first. Perfect. Once <laughs> I do that, I'm in. Okay, so I'll circle back now to what we were playing. I think it makes sense if you guys agree to start first with what we're all playing right now. The big doozy. Yeah, the big doozy. So we're all playing Modern Warfare 2's early access campaign. I would say the only rules I'll put on this is stick to either the first two missions or talking about mechanics of it. Joe, what do you think about it so far? Man, I think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's I I think it's fun. It is uh you know, it's the the weapon mechanics and the sound. Uh, just uh, the audio and the weapon handling and reloads and detail. I really love that. Like uh, a lot of fantastic clicking. It, it's realistic. It's realistic. The X 13, which is really a Glock, you know um, it's, it's identical. It's, it, it, it sounds real. It looks real. It's amazing. Um, I love the night vision stuff. It's great. I love I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I have a good time. Yeah, I with what you're saying, I definitely agree with the audio. Uh, the audio is something that I noticed specifically thinking it was like a league above what I remember from previous Call of Duties. And I see what you're saying with the realism, too. I feel like you can even see it with the names of like weapons and different kind of text that they use in the game, it seems like they're going for a slightly more realistic approach. And the audio dialogue, right? All uh, you know, all the uh, all, all the military dialogue. Yeah, actual A ten actual. I don't know what you call those either because I was a uh, always a little too scared to join the military. Thank you for your service. We support our troops, but <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty. It, it sounds pretty spot on. Yeah, it does. Joel, what do you think about it so far? Um, I'm really enjoying it. It has like big like action movie vibes. I like how like the cutscenes kind of like cut in or like seemingly seemingly go into gameplay. Like I love like when like Price is like, all right, Gaz, and then you like become Gaz or like when you become like soap and shit. I think that 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 like makes it. I don't know. It like takes it like up a level for me. I don't remember the the original 2019 Modern Warfare doing that, but it just has like big like uh movie vibes for me i don't know when i play it i feel like it's like a like a mission impossible movie or something so interesting you say that actually i guess i want to check with joe now so we're and this isn't to shame you joe i promise but me and joel are currently playing the ps5 version and joe is playing the mw2 version i bring this up because the seamless in a ps4 version ps4 version sorry uh 
But the seamless integration between cutscene and gameplay, I would imagine, is use of the SSD on the PS5. So I'm curious, Joe, do you have any loading screens in the campaign or do they seamlessly go through? The game runs really fantastic on the system. Like it's it's uh, I have no glitches. Honestly, GT7 takes longer to load the races than this does. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing, actually. I was amazed by it. I'm like, where are the glitches? When's it gonna When's it gonna do the uh, fucking cyberpunk blow up my console here? But no, it's running nice. Looks good. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I haven't had any technical errors so far. A couple of things I would definitely. <laughs> I did have one glitch. You did have one glitch. What was it? But not like a visual glitch. Like there was a. I did have. No, it was it was an AI glitch. Um. I took a screen cap of it and put it on YouTube. It's kind of ridiculous. I went, you know, uh, I went berserk into a room and ran so fast and somebody was shooting. I had gotten around a corner into an enemy's blind spot and he was standing next to me shooting <laughs> off into the distance. I'll send you the link. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Good I was going to say another thing that I'm noticing too is the variety of the missions is really uh, superb. I don't feel like any two missions or you, like you are doing the exact same thing. I'm probably about, I think, 11 missions in and every mission is very unique. And I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that as well, that like each thing, it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing. That's what kind of gives it that movie aspect vibe of it because it's like you're doing a very distinctly different mission each way and like progressing through. And I also love, it's like, I don't... I. I wonder who started it first, honestly, if it was like Uncharted or uh, Call of Duty with the like going over to global map. This is where we're going. Then highlight zoom in. I love that aspect of like those two games specifically that do it because it kind of just makes it feel like, you know, like a cool romp going around the whole globe. And I also do think it's hilarious that so far I have not played as a single American, a game about American military. I would imagine that that over the head with the maps, I think that started in movies prior to... I like I can't pull out of my ass which movie exactly it is. I meant games. Yeah, Indiana Jones. But Indiana Jones. So then probably Uncharted, right? Probably Uncharted is like one of the big ones where you see that first. Mm-hmm. But I think that another thing I wanted to talk about too with MW2 is I can. I'm really excited for Warzone, seeing multiple things in the campaign and knowing that the way that they are in the campaign is how it's going to be in Warzone. Like when you break plates on armored enemies, when you're driving vehicles, what you can do in the vehicles, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, using a heartbeat sensor, using a backpack, those kind of things is just, those have excited me time and time again, because I'm just thinking about, oh shit, this is going to be in war zone, being underwater, all that kind of stuff. That's also what I've been thinking about just playing it. I'm like, this is visually what Warzone. probably like a step down, maybe like a smeg 20% reduced like not as sharp and probably not like crazy hdr lighting effects and stuff like that but like overall this is what warzone is going to look like and i'm like warzone is going to look fucking amazing and also play fantastically yeah the thing about it is i noticed those little details too that that uh the the armor breaking all that stuff and you know I'm, i'm really wanting uh I'm really wanting the multiplayer to come out and the Warzone 2 to come out so we can jump on that as like, you know, the squad because that's where the real fun is going to be. So, uh, yeah, this pre-release made me thirst for the real deal. And we yeah. know we'll all be and playing it talk- on Friday. 
Exactly. And speaking of other games that we'll be playing on Friday, Mark, how's Resident Evil Reverse? Yeah, so it's it's fun because I have my expectations, I think, set in the right place for it. So mm-hmm. PSA, because I had an issue with this and then <laughs> me and Joel talked about it and it doesn't really make any sense, is if you want to play Resident Evil Reverse, you have to own Resident Evil Village and then upon purchasing it, so if you purchase it now, I assume it would be simple because you will just see a card on your system to download Reverse. But if you purchased Resident Evil Village at the time, you're going to have to go into your library, into your purchased games, and then you'll see Resident Evil Reverse in there as a PS4 title to download. If you go to the PlayStation Store, you cannot search it by name. It will not come up. And that frustrated the shit out of me for a little bit. And then a little bit of reading on Reddit proved to Mm -hmm. me that that is the way that you have to do it. So... That comes out on Friday as well. However, it is in early access. I streamed it a couple of days ago and I posted a gameplay to uh, YouTube for it. And it is fun for what it is, but it is surprisingly light for the amount of time that they have delayed it. So in essence, it is a free-for-all game. There's one game mode. So it's free-for-all. And you have a choice between multiple heroes from the game. You could play as Jill, Chris, Leon, Herc, or Hunk, and Ada. The Tofu? No, no, no. Not tofu, Not the Tofu, the other. Like the special forces oh, okay. soldier. And so you play as okay. them, and it'll drop you into a map, and you just do free-for-all deathmatch. But then upon dying, depending on how many of a power pickup that you have, which is like the viruses, they're like virus vials. Depending on how many of those you have when you die, will decide which villain basically you turn into. You might turn into a low-level villain, or you might turn into Baker from the series, or Mr. X, or a tyrant, that kind of thing. And it's pretty fun. You know, I don't have really any complaints. Uh, Like I said, it's free. It plays fine. Now, with the shallowness, what I was kind of saying is, is it has three maps, and then it has those, I think, six survivors to play as, and then that's, like, about what you're getting. You get one mode, you get three maps, and six survivors. I think it is fun, but... It's not a game that you can really play as a party anyway because it's only free for all. You can play like in your own lobbies against friends, but there's not like any kind of team play. And then they said Damn, that, that they sucks. would support it. What so, the fuck? yeah. I don't know. Are, do you think you're going to check this out at all or try it? Well, I downloaded it before we just started the show because I was asking you, like we were, like you said, we were, I, were, I was trying to figure out where the fuck do you find this game because I was trying to queue to download on my app and I wasn't able to search it on the store or my game library. You have to like go into your system itself and find it, but uh, I have it downloaded. I'll give it a shot. I am a little disappointed to hear that we can't team up and play it together, but now, now I also didn't understand what the game was, but now you saying how describing it, obviously that would be unfair to have us join a party because we just team up and then kill everybody and then kill each other. Yeah, exactly. So I think for you, um, it'll probably you'll be able to play it on the twenty eighth. I think the early access period ended, so on okay. on Friday it'll come out. But I mean, obviously download it anyway, so it's just there. Was it buggy or anything? No, I playing it in early access. Did it ran smooth and all? I that? thought it ran smooth. I had no bugs at all. And okay. even in the early access, you could earn right, well, yeah. trophies. There is no platinum. 
but that's fine. It's just like kind of a tacked on that's disappointing. multiplayer. But the trophies are extremely easy. In one play session where I played for maybe an hour and a half, I, I think I'm only missing one trophy. So... Oh shit, that's good. Is it a separate trophy list in, in itself, or is it like an addition to Resident Evil Separate. 7? It's its own list. Or 8, my bad. Yeah, it's eight. its own list. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So that way it doesn't fuck with trophy percentage if you do have that sweet 100% plan. Yeah, no, it won't. But it is... That are coming rare and rare to come by nowadays, honestly. Yeah. But it was fun. It's it's cool. I mean, if you have some extra time and you have any interest in it, you like Resident Evil, I mean, you might as well play it. You know, give it a shot mm-hmm. and see what you think about it. Um, no pressure. Yeah. And the matches are really quick too, like five minutes. Perfect. That's what we love to hear. Um, what about Detroit, Mark? Detroit, I am one trophy away from the platinum. That will be platinum Ooh, number 84. Okay. So I'm very close, very excited. I have the itis. I'm going to delete that shit as soon as I pop the platinum. It is <laughs> because of the nature of the platinum. When you start getting into the, the end game, getting close to the finish line, you have to replay the chapters so that you get different outcomes. But you have to replay large portions of the game because a choice, you know, basically in the middle of the game, you have to see through to the end of the game to get that result. So I'm just in the process of just replaying it and it being very slow. And so that will be done at some point and I'll be excited to get that out of the way. Yeah, those 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 story mode, I mean, specifically the Quantum Dreams Platinums where you have to like replace large chunks of the game. Those are very tedious. They're not hard, they're just very tedious. I'm also slightly full of shit, though, because the next game I'll be doing after this is Until Dawn. But Until Dawn, I wouldn't say it's a, mm, I but don't know if it's a better game, but it's a shorter game, definitely. But it's a shorter game and it's, you know, it's Halloween, right? So I was like, and I am doing this, yeah. I will not lie, I'm doing it because... It's also on the PlayStation Stars campaign, which I've been having a blast uh, doing. Oh shit, for real! I'll play that. Um, I platinum that game, so I wonder if there's anything. If I get to that level, will I have that stuff unlocked already? Mm. Yeah, there's a the the campaign that I'm talking about is the. It is. I wonder. You probably have it too. It's the campaign to get the Sony like cord 1994 machine. It's the campaign that gives you. It gives you um, six songs, and you're supposed to figure out which game they go to, and then you just play mm-hmm. each of the games, and it will give you the collectible. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's which, fun. for anyone listening, because I think everyone has this, I'll just say the six games just because I remembered them. All you have to do is just start the game, and then you have it, and this is like very easy to do. So all you have to do is you have to play Death Stranding, Returnal, Oh, okay. Uh, Detroit Become Human, Until Dawn, mm-hmm. and Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Uncharted Perfect. 4. Now, I will say all you have to do is open the app and it will save your progress. You could just open the app of these games and then close it. For Uncharted, it cannot be the PS5 Uncharted version. It has to be the PS4 Uncharted for a Thief's End version. Just a heads up. Okay. Damn, I can I can do that. I, I have to get past the first part. I have to purchase a game. I'm still stuck on level one. Uh oh yeah yeah me too. I haven't purchased a game since it launched, but I've tried to do all the campaigns, and I have I think I have six collectibles. Or I have five. Oh shit. Okay. Well, speaking of Detroit and uh, Until Dawn, I'm playing The Quarry, which is a uh, super massive's next game. Right? They're super massive. Yeah, right? that's super Correct? massive's Until most Dawn? recent title. 
Okay, I just want to make sure I got the developer name right. But yes, uh, Supermaster's previous game was Until Dawn, and then they did the Dark Anthology series, and then the Quarry released earlier this year, and it was supposed to be a Google Stadia uh, exclusive, and I'm playing through it now, obviously because it's Halloween, like Mark said, he's going to play Until Dawn. It's nice hollow. It's nice to play games that are in that setting, especially these simpler kind of story games. It's kind of instead of like watching a scary movie or TV show, it's like, oh, I'll just play a scary game because these are basically scary, like, interactive movies, so... I'm having a good time with that. Voice acting, I think I mentioned last week, kind of like all over the place. The people that are actors that you would assume to be good voice actors are great at it. And then the uh, other characters that are kind of no-namers, kind of, you know, you can tell the difference between who knows what they're doing and who doesn't. But overall, it's a pretty fun story. It's like a, you know, just a classic, like a teenage, like horror camp kind of vibe about it it's cool it's like uh the ending of a summer camp and the camp counselors have to stay back at the camp an extra day because of some coincidence and from there shenanigans ensue has it gotten weird or like crazy to, for you yet or it hasn't got i haven't gotten there okay. yet i'm like right but i i i'm starting to see i've been seeing little teases of it and i'm excited to see once it flips because i've heard that the game like goes like oh this game's fucking insane so I've seen teases of it, but I haven't gotten there Yeah, yet. I was just curious. Not that I'm speaking from a place of knowledge. I haven't played the game either. I was just curious. Yeah, but I know what you're mentioning because I don't know exactly what they're mentioning, but I do know the game. Like It's like, oh, shit, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. Now, you're here at Go for Bronze. We are a PlayStation podcast, and we're going to bring you all of the news, and we're ready to get into it. Starting with number one, God of War Ragnarok spoilers are appearing online ahead of its release next month. So images have begun to leak on Twitter as some users seem to have early access and are breaking the embargo. These users' origins are unknown, whether they are just regular users or if they are media who has broken the embargo. That information has not been public yet. Corey Barlog, the creative director behind 2018's God of War, has posted a meme basically implying that the leaks are legitimate. You know, he posted a leak that's similar to the Ben Affleck one, like smoking, you know? It's not that one, but it's similar. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. earlier this month as well, physical copies of A Plague Tale Requiem were mistakenly shipped early to customers, leading to a to significant spoilers leaking online. So this is just a PSA. Basically, I'm not on Twitter, so I can I think I'll be able to avoid this. Uh, Joel is not very active on there either, so we should be safe. But just wanted to let everyone know that those spoilers are out there and to just be careful about that. Joel, do you have any opinions on this? Uh, it sucks that people are spoiling a game, especially one that's so narrative based and it's one that is uh, highly hyped up. Definitely also very anticipated, probably going to be a game of the year contender. And it just sucks when people do shitty stuff like this. But I guess that kind of happens when you're when people are giving early access to people that are kind of. Uh, not to say that uh, YouTubers and podcasters and and stuff like that on the video game side are less legitimate, but I feel like you have less to lose as a whole entity because there's a part of those smaller communities that is just basically personality based. You like that person based on their personality. So if they have early access to a game or not, it's not really going to affect their, their views and stuff like that. As opposed to back in the days, I feel like we had less leaks just because when you were handing it to like a IGN, a polygon, a GameSpot, and stuff like that, which they still do get early copies and most spoilers don't come from them just because like they're, uh, 
their content is based on having early access to the game, not necessarily personality based. So I guess it's just kind of like the consequences or the react or the new environment that we're just kind of in with games and game industry as a whole with giving it to smaller communities and smaller creators. Yeah, I would agree. It's just some, it's just a territory that we're in now with, with early access and everyone kind of having a avenue to give their opinion and post stuff online. But in previews, uh, per various media outlets i guess the game is supposedly i've read better than the like original in almost every way i've seen that too i hate that though i wish i didn't even see yeah. that because i don't want that in my head you don't want to be overhyped that's, that, i mean that's yeah. good yeah that, that that's i mean that's really good to hear especially me replaying the original like like uh finishing it like last week week two weeks ago and just like oh shit this is a good ass game but um this is also psa for any studios you want to send us early games we will not like it here <laughs> Yeah, so the in addition to this, uh, you know, more positives on the way for God of War Ragnarok, not the leak, but just saying that the preview, I guess, is doing very good for the game, is God of War's Ragnarok's graphic settings include 120 frames per second mode. So God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation 5 will include the following graphics options. For standard TVs or TVs that do not include a 2.1 HDMI port, you'll have the options of 4K 30 frames per second locked, 60 frames per second locked. If you do have an HDMI 2.1 supported TV, you also have 4K 40 frames per second locked options, and then you also have an option targeting 120 frames a second. This is excellent news as Gotham Knights recently just came out only supporting 30 (laughs) frames a second on console. And me and Joel both have brand new TVs, and I'll absolutely be playing this probably at the 120 frames modes. Out of these four, do you know which one you're going to try to play? I'm definitely playing the 120. That's what I was. T- that's why I was so specific about the TVs, and that's why I was telling you we need to do the 120s because this will be a reality for PS5. The thing that does kind of uh, concern me is that we're already seeing a PS5 native game like Gotham Knights run at 30 and. Ragnarok's running at 120, but technically its base is a PS4 game. I wish I, so that's kind of like, I was like, oh, that's, I like that, but I kind of hope that every game can run like that. And I'm interested to see if PS5 centric games will be able to like be 120 frames if it's not based on like the, you know, the visual quality. Cause I, cause there's a visual quality that comes down with it being on PS4 and just a game plays, uh, just a gameplay aspects of it, you know, it's not as seamless. There's going to be those like weird scenes in the, and where Kratos slows up just so the screen can load and like the world can load. But 120 frames, that sounds awesome. Um, is 120 frames only available on PS5 or is that like a PS4 thing? I would imagine that that is, uh, so it didn't actually say exactly, but I would imagine that's going to be a PS5 thing. Yeah, that's what I would assume too. But oh, yeah, well, no, it has I, to I was be. asking you because I don't know if you. S- it has to be because what? HDMI 2.1. Oh, so HDMI 2.1. Right, right. So this 4K 40 frames locked on the targeting 120. Those can only be PS5 because of the okay. 2.1. That's a good, good, uh, good question on your part. Good clarification. Thanks. Yeah. So so that's that right. will be. But what do you what do you think, Mark? Hey, it's cool, right? It's more options about the 120. It's like I will. I'll be doing the 120 also. Especially because it targeting 120, it's still probably going to look fantastic. I don't think there's going to mm-hmm. be enough lost in the visual that I would want it at a lower frame rate. And it's a gameplay heavy game that I'm probably going to want to play on a more difficult difficulty. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to do the targeting 120. 
Yeah, that sounds like yeah, a good Yeah, it's good news. There's there's no negative to them having those options available. Mm-hmm. The more options, the better. I honestly really enjoy that about this generation, the level of customization and how you want to interact with games. Yeah, when they do it right, unlike Gotham Knights. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so sticking with um, some Sony stuff here, the Uncharted PC port is reported to have the lowest player count of any Sony game at PC launch. The Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection recorded an all-time high of 10,851 players on its opening weekend on PC. This might sound like some kind of sizable number, but it's really not. It's the lowest on the list. Other releases recorded the numbers as follows. Days Gone had 27,000. Horizon Zero Dawn at 56,000. Spider-Man at 66,000. And then God of War is leading the pack at 73,000 in its opening weekend on PC. Now, there are a couple of reasons that this might be. One of the reasons that I might think is that the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection includes Uncharted 4 and its spin-off Lost Legacy, which these are both narrative games, so you're missing the first three, and it's the first time launching on PC. So I don't really know how many people would want to jump in there when all of the other titles listed are the first entry in their narratives. And then it also is just kind of launching closer to the holiday season with you know Modern Warfare coming out soon and October games and then November games coming out. But Joel, does this does this seem about what you would expect for Uncharted, or do you have any opinions on these numbers? Um, I'm not shocked that it's honestly the lo- like the smallest uh, concurrent player base, but uh, I mean it, it it is shocking just because you would think like Uncharted you would assume would do be- better than at least Days Gone and Horizon Zero Dawn with it just having enough cliche in like the gaming sphere but then again you have to realize that the pc never had access to these games before that's, that's why the, this was a big deal when i tried to foregoing there and that's probably why the numbers are low and also what can contribute to that is is that there's not even good pc um roms of this like you can't like uh you, there's no like um What's yeah, like called? you can't go What's back. It? You you can't Wrong. emulate like the first three on Charlie. Emulate, yeah. thank you. That's what I meant. There's no good emulation of uh, the original three just because they're PS3 games and PS3 games were fucking a monster. Yeah, the PS3 itself, the software is just so fucked up they can't even make proper 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 emulations. So they didn't have any access to the first three at all. So I think that's definitely why it's the lowest. Joe, did you play any Uncharted's? That's a negative. I haven't. I've always been curious about it. That, uh, yeah. But so basically, right, I thought that was the case, but I wanted to ask you, right? So if you were offered to play the Legacy Collection, would you want to start there or would you not want to start there because you're starting at number four, which is the last entry? No, I'm 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 a weirdo, so I would do the Legacy. Chronological, baby. Yeah. That's not weird. You're saying, yeah, you would do it in order. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can get the whole, the whole effect. Yeah, so especially Uncharted Four with like like emotionally like the resonance of it, like kind of all le- feeding into each other. It's not like a game where it's like there's separate entries and they're like separate stories. It does all they all four connect. Yeah, and it leaves you with a very satisfying ending. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't have. Do you have anything else to say? I don't have anything. No. Joe, do you have anything else? That is a negative. Sir. Wonderful. All right. I oh, would do oh, the legacy. I, the only thing I would say, in addition to these numbers, I am shocked that God of War, not Spider Man, is the number one. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, that is pretty interesting because I would wonder 
my first thought on that would be maybe it's the highest because they're interested in Ragnarok. But then if they were interested on Ragnarok, wouldn't they have played it on PlayStation? So I don't know. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Arguably, though, I think, I mean, God of War, in my opinion, is the best game of that list. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense definitely for games quality because, yeah, I would say God of War is definitely the best one. On the but list I agree too. with you that just in terms of not being, you know, uh, loyal, like casual. Yeah, not being loyal to PlayStation, you would think Spider-Man would be would be the top. So mm-hmm. moving on from this, uh, Fallout recently just had its 25th anniversary and Bethesda announced that Fallout 4 is going to be getting a next gen upgrade next year. Announced in a blog post celebrating the 25th anniversary of Fallout, Fallout 4 will be getting a free update that will include modes for higher frame rates, a quality mode for 4K, plus bug fixes, and more Creation Club content. Creation Club is the, basically, uh, mod support that Bethesda has put in the game for user mods to be put in the game. They didn't give a date for this, but it'll just be sometime next year. It'll come to PS5 and to Xbox Series S and X, and it will be free. Are you going to hop back in? That definitely sounds... Um, I never finished Fallout 4. Oh shit, I forgot that. No. I because I'm like I need I would like to hop back in to clean up the or finish the DLCs, but I forget that you didn't finish it. Yeah, I never played the original. I mean, not that I never played it, I never completed the original Fallout 4, and I was really hyped for it. I was one of the I was I was in the camp that Fallout 4 was a slight disappointment for me. As a I feel like there's two camps of Fallout 4 where there's people like, I loved it, it was a great game, I appreciate it for what it is, and then I fell into the camp of being a, a little more disappointed out of the big three of the Bethesda games that released before it, Oblivion, Fallout 3, and Skyrim, I always lean towards more Skyrim, or not Skyrim, Fallout 3. Fallout 3 was like my favorite RPG. Fallout 3 was in my top five of games for like, I would say like most of my life. It has recently slipped out of the top five for me personally. So Fallout 4 getting a next-gen upgrade that might entice me to go back in and play it, especially if they're increasing frame rates and hopefully it can run better and look better. Um, the creation club content, eh, that'd be interesting. The only thing I don't like about that is that it just disables trophies. So that always kind of just gears me away from that with the, even like Skyrims and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Even for me, I wouldn't use any of the mods until I would at least complete the DLCs and get the trophies for them. So creation club content I would wait for, but mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt and it's free. So I can't complain with a free upgrade. I'm shocked that they're giving it to PlayStation. I would think, you know, Xbox would be a little petty about it, but I guess they're... We don't know. know. They're playing fast and loose on what they want to yeah. keep exclusive. We've got no fucking clue. I agree. I saw that and I was like, okay, well, there's one side of it where you would just think it released in 2015, so they're going to honor whatever that time frame would be. But then on the other side, right? Yeah, I agree. It's like, okay, well, Xbox could have totally just been like, well, we're getting a next-gen upgrade, which would make sense. That's like more of a reason to go to play it there. And they did the same shit with Deathloop too. I don't know. The Xbox is get as weird. I guess the way I guess they're treating their big purchases as more uh, third party friendly with uh, Activ- the way they're speaking of Activision going on and like Call of Duty's bit, uh, relationship with PlayStation and all that for the future. And then now with this, but I do find that interesting what they choose to keep safe for themselves and stuff like that because like. I don't know why, but it still like bugs me that Psychonauts 2, we only have the PS4 version, but there's a clear there's a next gen version of it on Xbox Series X and S, but there's no PS5 version of the game, and I'm like, you're gonna do stupid petty shit like that, but then do this. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, right? Who I knows? think it's it's definitely one of the things that we've been talking about where the financial model 
of PlayStation versus Xbox. When you think about big games like Deathloop and Fallout, it would make sense they would want to support it on PlayStation, at least for now, because people are still going to purchase it on PlayStation and they're going to get a chunk of that change. Whereas if they were just to go to Xbox to play it, then you're just getting that measly fucking subscription couple of coins in a, yeah. in a cup for it. And then for Psychonauts, I agree. It's weird that we don't have a next-gen version, but it makes me almost understand it a little bit more with some of the conversations we had recently with Gotham Knights where maybe they made Psychonauts more so to kind of fit on the PS4, Xbox Series S level. And so they don't have like a PS5 version, if that makes sense. That could be true. Because also the Xbox, the way they scale up games, it kind of all happens like within the systems. There's no sep- There's not an Xbox 360 version of a game, an Xbox Series X version of the game. It's the version of the game on Xbox, and then whatever console you have, it runs it. It gives you those settings. It's more PC-like in that nature. So that could also be it, too, where it's like, this is the version of the game, and then on Series X, it naturally scales up. We're not wasting development time on a ps5 version yeah and so in addition to that i guess this is a leak right for now so i guess take it with a grain of salt but if it is true i also saw that in addition to these uh other bonuses that i mentioned on playstation it will support haptic feedback which that would kind of blow it completely out of the water then because that means they would have to take time separate for playstation Mm -hmm. but we'll see if that is the case and that'll be sometime next year. They didn't say when. But in addition to this, with the 25th birthday of Fallout, Amazon Prime Video tweeted out an image of the TV show for Fallout. So the screenshot shows someone standing in the opening door of Vault 33. You can tell because the number 33 is on their vault suits, the people that are in the background. The debut episode will be directed by Westworld co-creator and executive producer Jonathan Nolan, while Captain Marvel and Tomb Raider 2018 film co-creator Geneva Robertson Duaret, I don't know how to say her name, and Silicon Valley co-executive producer Graham <laughs> Wagner have also been appointed as showrunners. Westworld co-creators Lisa Joy and Athena Wickham will executive produce with Todd Howard and Bethesda Southworks James Altman. Do you have any feelings about the show? Or the or the image, because um, you know a lot of these uh, a lot of video games now are getting this cross media thing, and I still really don't know how I feel about it. But Prime Video is good. I was about to say, um, based on the provider being Prime Video, I recently finished The Boys, and also agree that that is definitely one thousand percent a hit. And apparently, this Lord of the Rings show, uh, Ring of Power, is doing well. I don't know. I've seen like reviews of it being like consistently like eight and nines and then like maybe like a seven here and there but uh i don't know how the fans themselves feel about it but from what i've seen the general consensus is the rings of power show is also good so they at least at least you can trust amazon in terms of uh they understand they understand the ip they're acquiring and know how to translate it to a tv show so hopefully they can do that with fallout fallout is fallout's interesting in terms of being a show because it can be whatever it wants to be because it's an open world game and that's kind of like the whole gist of it. So it, I feel like that gives it a creative freedom that can make it be better than other video game shows that have to be tied to a certain narrative because they're more narrative like based. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that was very well said because it could be more in the wacky nature. They could take it more funny or they can be more serious. And the post-apocalyptic nature makes it where it's not in unprecedented setting right like when i think about horizon or god of war having a tv show i don't really know what their mix of 
special effects and practical effects is going to be but you know post-apocalyptic they got that shit in the bag they'll probably focus you can yeah they can do that i have confidence they can do that they'll just probably focus on the more fallout ip specific things but the image looked fine it didn't really it doesn't Mm -hmm. give you much to go off of yeah oh yeah based on the image alone yeah there wasn't really much but like the idea of it does have me like a like a tad bit excited because also like even those other shows Horizon and God of War there's certain there's a certain expectation that I'm expecting to be with those tied to those series because even like the Gran Turismo movie like that's interesting and I like in terms of like I, what could it really like I mean we know what it's going to be about the kid that's like a protege racer or whatever but it's like that can just basically be a movie with this title on it which also would be get to the point like why don't you just make original movies but that's a different conversation yeah and i agree i see what you're saying and this is the one with the most freedom where even me mentioning god of war and horizon yeah. that's gonna have to follow a specific narrative mm-hmm. so yeah, i'm excited all right okay so moving on here we've got bloomberg has posted a brief study saying that video games is now linked to better cognitive skills in kids They say kids who play for three hours or more a day performed better on tests of memory and impulse control than ones who didn't play games. I just wanted to put this in here because I feel like you never hear positive things about games, so I just wanted to throw it in here. (laughs) Wow. I didn't realize about the impulse control. I I, I saw like the headline and I saw the better cognitive skills, but I didn't like read into that story. Um, the impulse control is kind of crazy. I feel like I have good impulse control. I've played games my whole entire life. I feel like I'm very. Uh, there's plenty of times. I, I've, Mark can tell you alone how long have I been bitching about buying his brand new TV. I've been talking about this shit for like two and a half years already, and I bought it like what a month ago, two months ago. So I have impulse yeah, control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I play well, games well for sure, and I mean three or more hours. We're no stranger to that at all. And in terms of memory, mm-hmm. impulse control, and then in terms of cognitive skills, right? So that's like increased blood flow to what the front part of the brain is reaction. So if that's the case, then yeah, I mean reaction makes sense. We're doing these things that take a split second to decide what you're going to do time and time again. And I mean, look at that breakdown right there, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. the words that he was using. He's a fucking genius. It, you should play exactly. games. We Come keep on. you informed. That's why you're listening here. But I don't know. It's cool. It's cool just to see. And it makes sense, right? I mean, there have been studies that show a similar or same thing before in elderly people, but I haven't seen them write it about kids. Mm-hmm. But I have seen the same thing about elderly people who play games and they kind of stay sharper longer because, you know, they're doing something every day to keep their mind intact so joe yeah i've, I've joe seen will that be too okay. so that is kind of cool to say with the kid joe, <laughs> joe will be okay. this is really a secret way to keep joe alive and make sure he doesn't have dementia it's how the uh, emperor palpatine survived for so long he just played games his whole life that's what it was that's why he has those fucking bags he ain't sleeping but yeah so just wanted to throw that in there little little positive story And then moving on, we've got in Japan, there are a couple of trademarks to talk about. So Square Enix has trademarked the word symbiogenesis in Japan, along with Bandai Namco trademarking a dream match. So Square Enix has filed a a trademark for symbiogenesis on October 13th, but the trademark is now public. This word means the merging of two separate organisms to form a single new organism. This is believed to be in relation to the Parasite Eve games back from the late 90s. 
The original Parasite Eve is a 1998 action role-playing horror game. Two entries were released for the original PlayStation, and a spinoff title named The Third Birthday was released on the PSP. Joel, do you have any familiarity with these series? I personally have not ever played them. I have not played them either, but um, The Third Birthday is a fucking ominous-ass name for a horror game. I love that. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a weird title. And actually, funny, funny enough, little fun fact about this when i was doing research is knowing at how all games are going digital now old physical copies of games if you have certain ones they can sell for a pretty high price i saw a copy of the first one for playstation one graded and it was selling for thirty four hundred dollars that's maybe where I've, i was like i've heard of parasite even some context but i forgot what it was i feel like that's probably what it is that it's a rare yeah so maybe it's a a highly collectible game but another horror game Mm -hmm. right i mean if if it is if it's a you know trademark for it would mean it'd be far out anyway but another horror series coming back i mean i have no problems with that it could be cool that makes sense i'm glad that um resident evil really has like inspired all the other japanese old horror games to come back in a sense hopefully i mean some of them are definitely going to fail uh, some are not looking as promising as the others as like Silent Hill 2 remake kind of has had like a mixed response. Hopefully this can come back and still have the essence of the original game and still like propel it to like modernize controls like Resident Evil remake. And what 2. they need with this, as, well, I mean, just I guess what I want more so than what they need is put put the <laughs> first two games on the classic titles for PlayStation Plus. That, oh, yeah. You genius. have two PS1 games and you have a PSP title. You throw those in there, that's money. I mean, I would play them. It would introduce people to the franchise, and then you would be able to, assuming that this is saying that there's going to be some new kind of title, then it would introduce them to that. And honestly, Sony partnering with Konami for a Silent Hill 2 remake that's exclusive to the system, if they were really smart, they would put Silent Hill 1, at least the classic one. Why not? Build some hype. But they just they have this big catalog that they're not using. Yeah, think about that. You can throw one and two on there. Throw the original on there. Who gives a I'm shit? I'm just thinking so they would be stingy I mean, because they would want to sell the remake of two. That's true. That I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're I'm saying. Jim Ryan. I feel like it's more of a Konami fucking crying Jim Ryan. But I think it's more of a... I don't know if that's more of a Konami thing or a PlayStation thing with it being on the system because I think the games need to be made so they need to be on the store to be included in the subscription. So I think that's more on more on sony because i wonder who has like you know i what get I'm what sa- you're saying i don't know if that's more well, on i guess sony it would depend on who i'm trying to figure out who would, who gets more blame for what for us not having sony games that are outside of the first party that's an excellent question because my what i was gonna say was just related to stuff that sony owns so you're right i have no clue that's what i think the that's where my hang up is and like in the mental gymnastics where it's like yeah that would be cool if sony can like you know, I mean, they could probably let a fire under their ass and be like, hey, man, let us fucking you have this exclusive game. Give us this so it helps out our subscription yep. content generate interest for your fucking game. That would be the smart thing. But I don't know if that's Maybe. what we expect out of them. But that would be the smart thing. Why can't I should be a CEO? I mean, that company. it makes sense on so many levels. It makes sense as a negotiating tactic. It makes sense from a marketing standpoint. Right. But mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, we don't work, you know, for PlayStation. So what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, what do we know? We're not, but I have we're increased, not fucking crying Jim I Ryan. have increased cognitive abilities because I play games for more than three hours a day, so they should be listening. <laughs> but the other trademark Damn, is Dream Match, which was a trademark by Bandai Namco. 
And this could be related to a previously released mobile game, yeesh, called Famista Dream Match, which has been shut down since 2016, or it could be something new. So I don't play phone games. I don't actually have really any experience with this, but just wanted to throw it out in case it was related to something else. So you fucking dorks that play phone games. Yeah. Come on, grow up. Those are the ones that are in, play those are the ones that aren't getting the positives from the cognitive abilities. <laughs> that's that's no yeah, yeah you're not those are those are console and PC. That that's not for the phone games maximum weight detected yeah those are for the smooth brainers <laughs> out there when they're just on the train playing i don't know i can't even name one phone game dude temple run come oh on. yeah you're right temple run Tap wow defense? classic the classics jerry do you play any games on your and phone the skating game that was not fun. saying that you have reduced cognitive abilities <laughs> just asking if you play any phone games. I feel like we just yeah, found it wasn't the targeted that way. Wait, if if I play any phone yeah. games, yeah. Uh, eh, sometimes if I'm bored, I'll do like a round of darts or something, you know. Well, I mean, on the app, that, I guess unless that was, I guess, the question I wanted to ask. Unless I don't know, do you have experience with Parasite Eve? None. symbiogenesis is a cool but also awful name if they're gonna market it that way i mean that is horrendous name for a band (laughs) nobody's gonna it would be a cool band name name. because then you can like abbreviate it that's true sbg sbg yeah that would be pretty cool but uh but uh yeah no joe was too busy in fucking 1998 crushing hot sweet sweet puss (laughs) that is exactly (laughs) Yeah, he's not fucking playing Parasite Eve like a fucking dork on the PlayStation the 1. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus on. Christ. There was a lot of symbiogenesis. <laughs> Alright. No, right. I don't even know what that ba- means. Back to being a, a PlayStation podcast here. We also have leaks for <laughs> the PlayStation Plus Essential games. PlayStation Plus Essential is going to be the bottom tier. These are your free games that you get every month that just add them to your <laughs> library, and then you'll have them forever as long as you have a subscription. So these are leaked, so they're not official yet, but they they look likely. So the ones we have here, Neo 2, PS4 or PS5, Heavenly Bodies, PS4 or PS5, and then Lego Harry Potter Collection for PS4. Do any of these interest either of you? Joel, are you going to be playing any of these the lego harry potter games sound kind of fun because like if i can like if i play those with pamela because she likes harry potter i feel like that's a fun way to play the games and have you know have a good time check back if she's nodding her head like nine playing it <laughs> and i'm trying to see like are you gonna are you gonna play with me or no she'll play with me, play with me. awesome okay, perfect but uh but then neo 2 neo 2 would be fun i mean i'm not into the souls games but i do like that atmosphere and <laughs> Every once in a while, I like to check out the Souls games and, you know, yeah. just itch my way a little bit further in each of them. And this one could be an interesting one. I know that it's highly regarded. True. Heavenly Bodies, I have no idea what that is. I just thought that we were just talking about Joe in the 90s. Yeah, game. same. I Yeah, I also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Neo 2. I'm wanting to oh, t- go ahead. You're going to talk about your Heavenly Body. Well, I no, want to hear it. the Harry Potter's Lego the, the, the Harry Potter's uh, the Harry Potter that you mentioned made me start thinking about that new Hogwarts that's coming out. That's going to be fire. I'm very excited for that. And it looks really fire. And I don't mean to sidetrack or anything, but. What and the fuck? Yeah, that's when you're supposed to say, yeah, it's definitely going to be cool. Is that even going to play on my old school fucking 
on my old I school. Think, I think it is PS4, right? I. Hopefully it's hard not. to. We need something to fucking push you over the yeah, edge. Yeah, we do need something to push you over the edge, but it's also hard to say because it's not going to be Harry Potter. It's hard to say because right now, like right MW two, you're saying is performing really well on your PS4. We don't even know if yeah. Hogwarts Legacy is going to perform well on PS5. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to wait until these games come That's out true. to even know. Because for mm-hmm. all we know, we might be excited, but I and will then have you know oh, what's up. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. As as far as we know, we could be excited, and it just may not run for anything. But I I did dip the toe in the water, and also it was the only available thing was the cross gen bundle. So I'm I'm about to say Hogwarts Legacy is available on PS4. Sweet, I can roll this thing for another two years. Fucking hell, be the weight that's dragging us down. Perfect. But what do you think, Mark, about these PS um, Plus games? The Lego thing, I don't really have any interest in. It's not a negative, just it's not uh, personally for me. And then Neo 2 is a cool addition because I, I have Neo 1 and then I never bought Neo 2. So it's cool to just kind of get it for free and play the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. I've got no complaints with that. I think it's cool. Do you know what Heavenly Bodies is? I don't. Is? I can look it up right now. If I don't uh, even know. Yeah, like I... I'll go ahead and look it up. I have no right idea and what it up. is, and that when you soon. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Joe's over here dying, Sorry, coughing I just on you, but I can see it. Yeah, what are you doing over there, Joe? Jesus, he's working Christ. on his heavenly body. Oh, it's one of these little indie games. This fucking looks like Heavenly ass. Bodies is a game about cosmonauts, the body, and the absence of gravity. Discover the ever-changing nuances of weightless motion in this challenging physics game. Skip. I'm sorry, two point interactive, but this game looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense why it's free. Yeah, like seeing this now, I'm like, oh, okay. I wonder if it's gonna be. I want. It looks stupid, but I wonder if it's gonna be like co-op, couch co-op, stupid fun. Because there's some plus games that are like that. Like I think of like Disc Jam was a classic. Oh, yeah, the classics. That was that like pay, that. that you, we play for 30 minutes and are just mega hyped for, and then never touch them again. But that's what the plus games are for. That's what the plus, like, yeah, the plus, I feel like plus is a good month when you have, like, one of those in there. Because, like you said, it's good. Crack a few brews, you fucking play this game for, like, a minute and 30 seconds, and then you have the greatest time Yeah, and then you can play one of the other two games that are actually, like, worth playing. Exactly. But... I'm excited for God of War, I will say. With with this week of news, God, and the, the leaks and stuff, and the graphics modes, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts, either Joe or Joel? Uh, now that, uh, well, on top of God of War, I think the reviews are going to be releasing on November third. I think I saw IGN post, so that's interesting. I always love it when they give us like a few a few days beforehand to see the reviews that like you know shows that they're confident about the product. So or that's that good. not like Gotham Knights waiting until yeah, Thursday. or giving Modern Warfare's campaign a six. I mean that was ridiculous. If you want to, we could talk about that for two seconds. Yeah. Did we I, we that? didn't mention that, but it just just since we're kind of talking about that now, I, I mean, good insight by the way on the embargo because I was unaware of that. But I, yeah, we did see that mm-hmm. IGN reviewed the single player campaign as a six for MW two, and it, you know, it wasn't just us that saw that and were surprised. It was one of the first times. No, not one of. Um, actually, yeah, it was one of the first times that I saw in the IGN comment section that people were positively fighting. Like most people were like, "No, no, no, this is much higher than that." Yeah, I mean, 
that that's definitely rare for the comment section of any video, not IGNs, but there's nothing that IGNs is doing wrong. It's just if most comments on videos are just fucking cesspools. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, the the review itself was weird too, because throughout it, he's like talking positively of it, and then he just kind of like. I feel like he said the opposite of what you said, where he said it felt like repetitive and like kind of like a greatest hits collage and nothing really new. And from what I've played a little bit of it, I think I'm probably maybe like 25% way through. And you sound much further, and Joe, I know, is also much further. It seems like it doesn't let up in terms of like keeping you engaged and having like different Do you know sections. what number mission you're on? I don't know how long the game is, by the way, so I don't know percentage for me either, but... I'm on the mission with uh, Price and Gaz when you guys are in the ghillie okay. suits. Heard. So you're probably, I think you're like seven or eight. Yeah. Joe, did okay. you, that sounds did you about right. to say something? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I, I'm about where Joelle is actually right now. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so I actually was on that exact mission last night and then I got fucking hooked and I like actually couldn't turn it off and then I went to sleep really late. I took a break too because I was like, this seems like it's about to get really good. Like it ended that like cartel sequence and I was like, all right, this is a good it did. off point. It definitely did. It got really good and then and then I got hooked for for a little while. But to speak to that point that you mentioned, in, in the review talking about how it's kind of a greatest hits, you're getting kind of what you expect. I think there's two things there. Number one, in terms of gameplay and mission variety, absolutely not. Right? I think it's kind of objective that mm-hmm. all the missions, at least that we've played so far, you're kind of doing something different in every single one. And then with the talking about some familiarity, right? Like I won't talk about any story points, but like it is MW2. So I get, yeah, there's going to be like some names or things like that, that you might see that were in the original MW2, but that's not really crazy when you consider it's titled the same. But that doesn't. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a negative. Neither at do all. I, and that doesn't mean that the story is even the same either. Just like if there are nods to this to the franchise, I don't think that's really a negative. But for all we know, it could be somebody who that just like doesn't even want to review the game. That's true. And yeah, the, the reviews tone is so weird because if you watch, if you listen to it without a score, you're like, this is a higher score than a six, which is obviously why numbers are antiquated and. They don't merely mean anything. You gotta listen to the words. I mean, we've already heard the same rhetoric, but we still like numbers, and they still have a they have a place, especially IGN's reviews, because I kind of feel like it's just kind of like the McDonald's. Yeah, they of get reviews, people talking. You know? They get people talking, and they're fun to have discussions about, like the scores they give out. But yeah, the guy's tone throughout the whole thing. He's like saying, like, oh, like the the over the top gunner section is much better than it was in the original Modern Warfare Two, and then it's like, what are you? What are you talking about, buddy? Yeah, you know? and I, I believe, too... And the, he also says the gameplay is yes. state-of-the-art. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. Very early <laughs> in the review, he says the gunplay is, you know, in a league of its own, which, okay, if you say that alone, then you can't give it an average review. If you are giving it an average review because that great gameplay, you've just felt it before from the series, I don't think that makes the gameplay quality any less just because you've seen it more. It's not like, oh, well, I've been playing... I've been playing a game that's a 10 quality, but since it's the fifth one I've played that's a 10, it's a six. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I would say from his review, his tone, it sounded like he was possibly gonna give it like a seven five at the lowest. Yeah, so just just misleading. I I, mm-hmm. I mean numbers are reductive and I'm not done with it, but I wouldn't give it anything less than an eight campaign wise. Especially comparing it to other Call of Duties in recent memory. 
Yeah, I would agree. I would, yeah, I think even the tone of that review is probably an eight, but I would think that like the lowest that he could possibly give it was a seven just based on the words and stuff. Cause I can maybe understand a little bit of it being a Call of Duty greatest hits in terms of like the, some of the missions are like, or I guess repeats from past series, but like it doesn't fucking write. So it doesn't like, it still hits. It's not like it's like, oh, it's not like I'm playing this game and being like, oh, this is, that's the Modern Warfare part. That's the Black Ops part. That's the Modern Warfare 3 part. It's like, no, it fits in this universe and it hits the same way, but you think it's, it's more of an homage in my mind than a, no, copy. I absolutely agree. And you have to take into consideration some of the set related things that you're seeing, not set pieces, but maybe you're seeing a building type or an ar- arena that looks similar to one that you've seen before. You got to remember that it's also a franchise that is, I believe, 19 years old at this point. And mm-hmm. so you're, you've already traveled in Call of Duty alone. You've traveled through Europe. <laughs> through Asia, through space in Infinite Warfare, right? You have all the zombies one through time, so they're going to run out of locations to give you. You know what I mean? So I guess if you're looking at it from playing all of them, you probably are going to have some leeway because like you were saying, it's not an exact copy, but I'm not going to be like, oh man, what the fuck? We're in a desert again? wars are going to take places in deserts sometimes you know what i mean so it's not a huge deal but if yeah. it's an identical copy that's a different situation mm-hmm. i agree that's a great great point to end off of <laughs> yeah i, I think uh, but uh, joe you you, you looked uh, kind of shocked over there what was the you had me interested with the facial expressions what were you shocked at I mean, it was just thinking back over the legacy of this franchise and it really has been to all of these places it's just cool. Yeah, that is. I agree. And going from the most serious to the absolute most campy, it could be where you have fucking disco dancing zombies and stuff like that. So it's good that it, it can not take itself too seriously sometimes. But I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. The coffin mm-hmm. dance. Yeah, dude, the coffin dance. Really excited for Friday. I am very excited for when the multiplayer drops. That's definitely going to be fun. Yeah. So with that. I don't think I have anything else for us. I don't have anything else either for the show, ladies and gents. I think that that is the end of episode three of Go for Bronze. The Go for Bronze podcast is a production of Go for Bronze Media LLC. Always strive. Hit us up on Twitter at Go for Bronze Pod. Instagram, go for bronze pod. Stop with my dreams. That's right, we have. You can check us out on Twitch at Go for Bronze Pod. Also, our YouTube channel at Go for Bronze. This is the big dog. Till next time.